In this episode, you're going to learn all about how to manifest money in your business. Plus, she even gives you some money affirmations that you can use today. Now, most people have read the book, The Secret, which is all about the law of attraction. Yeah, this guest goes way beyond that. And to prove it, she almost has 400,000 subscribers on YouTube. So I would say she knows her stuff. She also talks about counter-manifesting, which is when you manifest something great, but then you put out conflicting energy, which kind of defeats the purpose. So without further ado, here we go. What's going on, everyone? Thomas Jordan here for another episode. Today, we are joined by a mindset and manifestation coach, Mary-Kate. What's going on? Hello, I'm so excited to be here. You are my very first podcast, so it's an oh, honor. <laughs> I I truly I actually love this, but like I told you before, I set the bar really high. I've been doing this ten years, interviewed over five thousand people, so you're like five thousand and one. So I appreciate. Okay, perfect. So at least one of us knows what we're doing as far as podcasts. <laughs> Ex- exactly. Exactly. But we are just going to jump right into it. I know I said you're a manifestation and mindset coach. For those, well, how did you get started? Sure. So um, I think I got started about 15 years ago, I would say. Um, And I got started, honestly, the way that most people get started when it comes to the law of attraction. Um, I had a really good friend. She's actually my best friend. Um, She gave me a book called The Secret, which is like the beginner level Mm -hmm. introduction to the law of attraction and manifesting. Um, And I'll never forget. So I was reading the book. um, I I bought a, she gave me a couple crystals. So I'm sitting on a park bench um, and I lived at New York city at the time. So I would go to Madison square park all the time. It was my favorite park. Um, I'm sitting on the park bench, reading the book, the secret. And there's a part in the book where it comes up that says, um, repeat to yourself in your mind or out loud, the universe is a friendly place. So I remember sitting there on a park bench and I just said it in my head, like the universe is a friendly place. And immediately a homeless man walks up to me. Um, And in New York city, you never know where that's going to (laughs) go. Luckily, It was a crowded place. Um, And all of us on the benches are kind of like looking at each other and we're like, okay, what's about to happen. And this homeless man has this ripped up, torn up duffel bag And, you know, his clothes are ripped. His bag is full of bottles, cans, just I don't even know what else was in there. And he pulls out the most single, beautiful red rose that I've ever seen. Um, Not damaged, not bent, not broken, just perfect, beautiful red rose. He handed it to me and walked away. And from that point forward, I was a believer. I was fascinated. I wanted to know everything and anything about manifestation. Um, So that kind of set me on my journey to where I am now over 10, 15 years later. Um, And I've studied so many modalities. It's not just the law of attraction. I've looked into brain science. I've learned how to rewire neural pathways. I look into the science-based combined with the woo. I like to do the spiritual and the practical at the same time. So it's, it's been a journey, but um, yeah, that's what, that's what started this journey for me. And it's always so interesting to me how just like little things like that just like jumpstart a career. Like yeah, for me, it, and I didn't even know this was going to be a career. It was more um, just one. I, I had to know everything. I had to know why in that moment something like that so insanely out of the normal realm of anything else could just happen like that after I put out the intention and the thought of something 
and having something like that and experience show up was just mind blowing to me. I had to, I just, I was fascinated. Yeah. And it's so simple. I always make the joke and it's, and I believe, I think the saying is, uh, you like knowing what you want to do is half the battle. And a lot of people don't even get and get that because they just really, truly don't want to do. And I didn't understand that for the longest time I would ask friends and they're like, I really don't know. But for me, I, uh, (laughs) I always wanted to be a TV host. And back then you just, or just a long time ago, that wasn't even like that title wasn't even a thing. And like, I saw Carson Daly on it. We had just got cable, right? (laughs) There was no sad. There was no direct TV. You couldn't fight on the line with Comcast or whatever. And I saw Carson Daly, like on TV, talking to the, on TRL, talking to these bands, interacting with people, playing games. And I'm like, man, this guy gets to do all that and get paid. I was like, I want to do that. So from then on, you just, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like a, like our brain just switches into like obsessive compulsive mode. Cause I did the same thing. It's like, you start going down that rabbit hole. I was like, and this is with dial up internet. I still didn't know what it was, they were called VJs and they used to hold like this whole, I remember those. yeah, it's like want to be a VJ. And like, it was just, that's what you had to do. You had to send in tapes. I didn't know how to do any of that stuff. Uh, oh my so gosh. I, did you put yourself on tape for an MTV, MTV VJ? Yes and no, sort of. <laughs> so I didn't know what it meant. Like, I didn't know what video editing was. I didn't know when they're like, send us a tape. I'm like, what, what do you mean? Like a cassette tape? <laughs> Yeah. Like, what does that mean? And then, uh, and then the real world was still a thing. Oh my gosh. I remember the real world. And I saw these people go on the real world on MTV. And then all of a sudden they started to get these hosting gigs. I was like, okay, well then that's the path I have to go to. That's the path, reality TV. So from from 18 to 24, I auditioned and I was this close one time. I mean, I got through the ranks and I was this close. Didn't get it. Oh, thank goodness. Because looking back at it now, I just, I almost feel bad for some of those people. The cringeworthy things you would have done on a reality. Oh, and I would have been the villain. I know I told him straight up. I was just like, my mouth gets me in trouble. I got you, you know, whatever. And they would have loved that angle. That's probably why they were were eating it up. They're like, well, would you do this? I was like, uh, huh? Yeah. But in in my head though, I was like, okay, I'm an, I'm under the umbrella of MTV and I can get, you know, I can, I can break in yeah, here in the door. and then it's like, okay, well, well, obviously that didn't work out. And then I saw people in news and then I was, or I wanted to be on E and then I just went down that rabbit hole of like, what do they, what do they do? And they all had news backgrounds. So it's like, Oh, you got to get in news. So I was like, okay, well I'm getting the news and transition entertainment. And that's exactly what I did. But long story short, kind of like what you said, it's just, we just go down these crazy rabbit holes where it's just like our brain takes over. It's like, it it sounds like to you, you just had this overwhelming feeling of like, okay, uh, this is definitely something I'm interested in and just going all hands on deck. Exactly. And it's almost like, um, everyone's always like, well, what am I meant to be doing? What's my purpose in life? I get that question so many times, but oftentimes I, I hate to sound cliche, but it will find you all of a sudden you'll get inspired to, like I said, like I dove right into it. I had to know more. I had to learn more. And those things are actually really inspired action, which so many people hear about in the law of attraction and manifestation, inspired action, but they don't actually know what it means. Inspired action doesn't mean you have to like go run a marathon or go call this. Like it doesn't have to be this like big thing. 
sometimes inspired action is like, I have to know more about this. I have to research more about this. I have to dive more into this. And it always leads you to where you're kind of meant to be. Hmm. And do you find, uh, do people like what, I guess, what is their biggest struggle? Cause I know, like you said, we, it sounds like we were one of the lucky ones, the lucky two to know kind of what we wanted to do or had a basic direction. And I still know people nowadays who have zero clue what they want to do. They're still working their nine to five and they just have no clue. Do you get, I guess, do you get a lot of those people that come to you? And if you do, do you get like, do you get pushback or like, I can't, since I'm not in that boat, I really don't know. Yeah. I definitely get a lot of pushback because people like to say things like, well, easy for you, or, you know, you can do that, but I can't do that. And all of it really comes down to your subconscious program when the subconscious programming. And the way that I like to explain that is your subconscious programming is basically formed within the first seven years of your life. It was what you were taught, what you were told, what you experienced. So basically a lot of beliefs that you hold are really passed on from your parents, which is why a lot of people like to blame their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but the truth is, is that those beliefs actually start forming your perceptions and what you believe is possible. And that's pretty much how you operate from your life. So Sometimes people will have like an urge, like you said, to start submitting to become a VJ or a reality show or things like that. But then that logical voice inside their head that's formed by their subconscious programming, here's that voice of their parents like, that's not a right career. That's not a real way to make money. No, you have to go to school and do this path. You're conditioned by society to think that there's the right way to approach things and the wrong way. But really, you're actually hardwired with everything you need to know if you start tuning into your intuition and your inner guidance system. And I I don't believe that there are really any limits. I feel like limits, the way I always teach it is that limits are just lies you chose to believe. So Mm. there really are no limits to what you can do except the things that you choose to let limit you. Do you see what I'm saying? I do. And for those people like... I know some people had like good upbringings. Like, I feel like there's maybe tears. Like, you know, you, some people just got a dealt a really bad hand. Some are very in the middle and then some, you know, whether they grew up, I, I grew up, my sister and I used to joke, like our parents are boring. Like we grew up in suburbia, like, they, my parents never fought. They're not divorced. And we just thought everybody's is like that, but apparently it's not. Um, but so for somebody like me, I'm sure if I really thought about it and tried to tackle these issues in my head or whatever, I still hit a wall, but what happens to the people who are, who've just really struggled with whether they even had parents, you know, or if they were adopted, I'm sure that can, is that, would you say it's easier or harder to, I guess, help them through that journey? I would say that really, I feel like a lot of the times those types of people who had the hard upbringings, had the difficult life, had, you know, all of the circumstances kind of dealt against them. I feel like sometimes they actually have the biggest breakthroughs when they start Mm. realizing that everything is a new perspective away. You can choose to see things differently at any time. You can play a victim mentality, which will actually keep you stuck repeating the same patterns over and over again. But what I like to teach is that When you look at things in your life that aren't working or things that you don't like or things that you really want to change, a lot of the times it's really just a shift of thinking away. And I know that sounds way too oversimplified, but it's actually the truth when you really think about it. So what I like to do is have them examine the patterns around those things that aren't working, the things they don't like. What patterns are they repeating? What thoughts are they continuing to think? What things are they continuing to believe 
that's keeping them stuck in kind of this holding pattern. Because really, when you look at what you actually believe formed by your subconscious programming, you can choose to really change the picture at any time. So I know people are always really stuck around money, which is one of my favorite things to teach on because people are just so stuck around it. But the way that people are stuck around it is they have patterns. Like they can only earn a certain amount or they can only save a certain amount or they'll never spend out of fear of losing it. Really, when you start to look at money as a resource, a resource that's actually always trying to make its way to you, but it's it's actually you stopping it from coming in, you can actually change the whole picture around it. Money is actually just paper. And if you break it down that way, you can start to change your way of thinking about it. So when you're, you can choose to be a victim of circumstance, or you can actually choose to change your mind and the way you see things. Um, And it's not one of those things that happens overnight. It's not instant results and things like that. It's choosing over and over again to examine the thoughts that are popping into your head and saying, are they real? Or is this just what I chose to believe? And then changing your mind about it. Yeah. And when you, I mean, all those... I can already tell those are your frequently asked, I guess, questions around money because everything you just said in my head, I'm like, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. <laughs> I, have the same yeah. exa- I have the same exact <laughs> one. So uh, I, and for people who are like, I, I mean, there's going to be, you know, the naysayers and stuff because I know when people start talking like the universe and mindset and manifestation, people like that's what you mentioned a little woo. And yes. when I, I would have like five years ago, I don't know, 10, no, because I picked it up in LA. I never like- Everyone you know, picks it up in LA. I'm the, I'm the opposite. I picked it up in New York, which is like- Oh man. Not, not heard of. I, I picked up <laughs> the, like, the whole manifesting thing, the crystals, the, uh, what's the other thing that's out there that's- um, There's Reiki, there's- yeah, there's, there's so I mean there's so much stuff. stuff and I was just like, nah, this isn't it. And then you start to like see like little things. You start dabbling in manifestation a little bit. And then once you start seeing just like a hint of it working, you're like, <gasps> you know? I know. Like, and it's, it's like a- <laughs> it drives me insane because it's not magic. It's actually less woo than you think it is. Mm. Um I've had so many people roll their eyes at me, and I truly don't care because they're not forming my reality. I'm forming my reality. So whatever they choose to believe can keep them living whatever life they're living. But I don't believe in limits. So anytime I come up against something, I like to think of it as kind of like, it's like a little bit of resistance. I'm always reaching new levels. Anytime where I'm reaching to something that I've never experienced before or something that seems kind of big and like impossible, I like to play around and realize that, okay, so I'm reaching this limit how am I going to go past this limit? Like, how am I going to achieve this? How is this going to happen for me? And I just keep going forward, forward, forward. Like I don't, I actually made a whole video about this where I talk about how the law of attraction is actually based a lot in quantum physics. It's based in psychology. It's based in, um, (coughs) sorry, brain science. It's based in so many different things that a lot of it is actually less woo than you think it is. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing too, because I want to also break it down for the naysayers as well, because I know this type of stuff, you mentioned the word magic. So I know people, when it comes to woo stuff, they, I I know for some, it could be like taboo for the religion that they're a part of, or this is just like hocus pocus stuff. And I mean, when it comes to more, more so like the religion stuff, because I could see you getting a little bit of pushback from from that group respectfully. Yes, I get that all the time. Like, can I manifest if I'm Christian? I'm like, yes, it has nothing to do with religion. 
Cause like the Bible clearly says that like Matt, like a whole ass to like, I know some people would file it under like tarot cards and um, what's the other one, just like palm readers and things like that. Yeah. And people panic and they're like this, but that's not, that's not what you do. That's not at all what manifestation, the law of attraction is. In fact, there are actually so many Bible quotes that directly support the teachings of the law of attraction and manifestation. I actually went to private school, so I should know these Bible quotes, but I don't remember them. It's been too long. <laughs> it's all good. I did, but if yeah. you had them like written down, I'd be like, "Oh snap!" I know. Can you imagine if I was just like naming them off the top? Yeah, of my head? but I, but I wouldn't be surprised either because I there's no way that you wouldn't get any pushback or any like quote people just asking you questions or just doubting you, right? Exactly. I have an I have a client who's an energy healer, and it's her story is so funny. But like her, uh, I guess her husband. It was like in his family, like the whole family, like they're super family oriented and they were all like, he's like, don't talk about what you do. But like fast forward, like she did her thing on him and he's just like, I'm not saying it worked, but I'm not saying it didn't, didn't either. Work, yeah. You know and I'm like? Oh, that's awesome. And she's that like, was like the first time I tried acupuncture, I was like. I don't know what happened, but something happened. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's just, yeah. So I just wanted to like kind of clear that because I know that whether you're going to use this and people from your audience see it, I just want to kind of like clear that air because I know some people would, you know, be like, well, this is in the Bible that isn't or if for just Christians uh, who are maybe even worried about ha yeah, working it's with not you like or learning about manifestation and things like that. Yeah, one second. Let me cough and let me get right sure. back to <laughs> This course happens right when I jump on a podcast. All of a sudden I have to cough. It, no worries. It's like you said, <clears throat> this is in national TV, so we're, we're, we're good. So basically, the law of attraction gets like a bad rep because the crystals, like the 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 woo behind it. Like I could see how you think you're like channeling some type of spirit thing, whatever. And honestly, when I started studying the law of attraction back in the day, I used to always think like, you're asking the universe for something. Why aren't you asking God or whoever you believe in? But really what I've learned is that it's not some outside power that you have to ask for something. It's really about a shift from within that you're deciding you get to have something. You're deciding that you want something and shifting into having it. Um, it's really nothing outside of yourself. Mm -hmm. And for, I, for the people who are like, what is the, do you have a clear... I guess, explanation for the difference between God and the universe. Cause I'll be honest, I kind of went back and forth through both and it's, it can get a little bit of confused. Mm -hmm. There's like, I feel like if I'm confused, somebody else has to be confused. So I think it's not really about labeling it. I think it's about believing in a higher power outside of yourself. And whether that's Buddha, whether it's God, whether it's Jesus, whether it's the universe, it's just believing in a higher power outside of yourself um, knowing that there's something kind of bigger out there than you. Mm -hmm. And I know, uh, you talk about the law of attraction a lot, and I know a lot of people will say like, they say something along the lines of, you know, um, that it's like, you have to do the work as well. It's not just, oh, I'm going to read the secret and I, I, I want this Mercedes in this house. Boom, I'm going to get this Mercedes in this house. A thousand percent. And this is probably like the number one objection I get all of the time. And I get it because like, like I said, people hear just the little bits and pieces of manifestation like, oh, you think a thought and it shows up in your reality. But that's not really how it works at all. Um, it's really about 
the inner work that you do that actually causes an external result. I always like to say, whatever you believe is what you attract. So if you can start shifting your beliefs within, then the inspired action comes up and then the thing can show up in your reality. I mean, that's a very oversimplified version of it, but it's not that you get something for nothing. It's not that you think you're a millionaire and then it shows up in your life, especially if you have a lot of resistance around it. Like, especially if this is something I hear all the time from people, (laughs) people are like, I want to manifest winning the lottery. I'm going to manifest a million dollars. And then the next day it didn't happen. And they're like, why didn't it work? Why didn't I manifest the lottery last night? Why didn't I win? And the thing is, is I'd like to start with, first of all, why did you want to win the lottery? What dictated that that money had to come in that specific way? Is it that you wanted to be a millionaire? Is that you wanted a lot of money? Or is it that you wanted to win something? There's always like the essence or feeling behind why you want the things you want. It's never about the thing itself. It's never about like to say you're a lottery winner. What would that provide for you? And from there, um, from there, basically the reason that it didn't show up or the reason it didn't happen yet wasn't because it's not possible, wasn't because the law of attraction didn't work, it's not because manifestation didn't work. It's about the fact that did you fully believe that it was possible for you? Did you do you have any kind of resistance within you? Because a lot of the times what people are doing is they're actually kind of counter-manifesting. They're saying they want this thing. They're saying they want this amount of money. They're saying they want this big life change. But at the same time, they're afraid of what that change will bring, or they maybe don't think it's possible or that they're kind of scared to get it, but they don't realize that it's in complete conflict, causing it to not happen. And how do you work through something like that? Because whether it's the lottery or money, or you want your, you know, a seven figure business or whatever, and you can start like breaking down, like, kind of like you were saying, like why you want it, what would you do with it? And this, I guess, is where you would come in. So if somebody wants that, how would you, like, if I want a seven, eight, nine figure business, would that be kind of one of your first questions to me? If I was a client, like, why do you want that? My first question would be, why do you want it? What is Mm -hmm. it that this specific number or this, this amount of money you you want from your business what is the essence of it? What will it provide for you? And also, are you limited in your way of thinking that it can only come from your business? Hmm. And then once you tackle that, is there something like, not a chant, but like, you know, how with manifestation, you've got to say certain phrases and you got to word it properly to manifest properly and not counteract. What is something, I guess, what is a, I guess a basic uh, money manifestation, is it mantra? Mantra. Uh, I, there's mantras. There's affirmations. There's so many affirma- different. Options, I don't know. But, I don't know all the terms. There was so much. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> that I think that the difference is that. So I always teach that manifestation is not a one size fits all approach. So what affirmation might work for someone, so it might not work for you. So like, it's always take what works for you and leave the rest. And the way that you know something's working for you is when you connect to it. When it's really starting to shift and influence your thoughts and beliefs. <laughs> Here we go again. Um, but basically like in the step that you said, where you wanted to manifest an eight figure or nine figure business, we start with the essence of why you want it, what it provide for you. And are you limited that it can only come from your business? From there, you start to look at any resistance you hold. You start to look at your subconscious programming and work through that. And I say that like, it's an easy thing to do, but it's a lot of really deep inner work. It's you looking at what that teacher said to you when you were in the first grade that now caused you to believe that you'll never be a successful business person or um, something your dad told you when you were three about having to work really, really hard for money or so many different things in your subconscious programming that you're probably not even aware of. 
And subconscious programming runs about 95% of your life. So if you aren't willing to dive into that programming and work through what's there, it's not going to be impossible to manifest, but it's going to be really, really difficult to manifest those bigger things that you want until you can kind of clear the resistance you hold around them. And how long does it take to clear the resistance? Is there like, I know it depends on the person, but is there like a ballpark? Like that's like a million like, dollar question. Yeah. Um, it's really such a personal, deep inner work that you could clear a block probably within minutes, days, hours, years. Like it's just, it depends on kind of how deep rooted you are. It is in your subconscious programming, what kind of beliefs it's formed. Like I always say, you have these really core beliefs. <laughs> you have these really core beliefs about kind of everything that's really important to you, money, relationships, um, jobs, like things kind of deemed necessary for survival. So the core beliefs that you hold around them run really deep. So it takes a little bit, I don't want to say longer, because like I said, it's a very deeply personal process, but it's going to take a lot more reflection and deep inner work to kind of shift the things that you truly believe to be true. Yeah. And we, you mentioned um, uh, counter, counter, manifest. <laughs> yes, it's a mouthful. Oh, okay. Yeah. You mentioned counter manifestation. Yes. Uh, what is What does that mean? And what does that sound like? So it's basically you wanting something, but putting out a conflicting energy from actually having it. Like I want an eight, nine figure business, but I'm also scared of like how much, what are the details going to look like? How much am I going to have to work? Or I want this eight or nine figure business, but I'm afraid of putting myself out there. Or I want this eight or nine figure business, but I'm worried that I'll be, I'll lose all the money or I'll spend it or, you know, I'll fail, things like that. And some of these counter-manifesting issues, you don't realize you actually feel this way until you really start to kind of dive into that deep inner work. You're like, where am I feeling blocked around actually having this? Is there any part of me that's scared of having this or, you know, fears having this? And that's how you can kind of figure out your counter-manifesting. Yeah. And um, as far as like working with clients and things like that, I know um, some, some are easier uh, than others. Have you had it so where like it kind of had like a rough start with the client? Like they're like, ah, I don't know about this. And then all of a sudden they had a huge breakthrough and then they're like, those I'm are like sorry. some of my favorite people <laughs> to work with. And honestly, what I've discovered in my decade plus of research. So what I've discovered and what I teach is that everyone has obviously five different learning types. There's physical, visual, verbal, auditory, um, I forget which one I didn't say. No, I, <laughs> I know, I know your time. Is it is that like an NLP thing? Because oh, I have a friend who's uh, NLP. It's not because for... I've actually never oh, okay. done any NLP. Um, oh, I'm like okay. one of the few coaches who haven't. I'm I'm trained in rapid resolution therapy (RRT), but not NLP. Um, but so I the way that you experience the world, the way you sense the world, is actually going to affect the way that you manifest. And I tend to find that the people who struggle the most with manifestation are the logical learners because they like to have all the answers, all the facts. They need to know why they're doing it, what's happening. Like they overthink things. And um, honestly, they have some of my favorite breakthroughs. But with them, I like to use kind of brain-based, science-based science -based approaches with them because when they realize that it's really, it, like I said, manifestation is less woo than you think it is, then it really starts to click for them that... <clears throat> The way I like to explain it to logical learners is that you have your subconscious programming, things you were taught, things you were told, things that actually you experienced in the first seven years of your life that formed your beliefs. 
And then from your beliefs, you start to actually form perceptions of the world. Like whatever you believe is what you're experiencing the world at. Um, if you believe that money is really hard to come by, that's kind of your perception of how you're going to keep experiencing things. And that's actually going to dictate your actions. So you had this subconscious programming that was instilled by your dad that money doesn't grow on trees. Money is really tight. Um, it's kind of like a something you have to worry about. That forms your belief that, okay, money is something I have to worry about. That starts to determine your perception of the world that you have to work a certain amount of hours, like money has to be hard. And then all of your actions kind of line up with that. You think that money's hard to make, so you're afraid to spend. Like, do you see how it kind of just turns into an avalanche? Oh, yeah. And uh, I am one of those logical thinkers. And once again, the avalanche is happening in my head as you're going through. Yeah. And, and what's crazy is that if you really think about it, like based on psychology, take the woo out. Um, really, the the beliefs that you continue to, the, the beliefs that are, sorry, the beliefs that are deep within you really are just kind of a confirmational bias. Like you believe that something is the way it is. So in turn, that's the way you experience it. But when you can change that, you can actually change your experience. Hmm. It's pretty fascinating because a lot of people don't talk about this, how there's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. And if you believe money is hard, everything is going to line up and money is going to continue to be hard. If you believe that you are unlovable or like you can't hold a relationship, then everything is going to kind of work in your life to confirm that. Your life is kind of a reflection of everything that you believe. It's just confirming what you know to be true, which is just your beliefs. Hmm. And can you coach yourself? Like I, I'm sick because I, I feel like, and I and this is your area of expertise. I, I feel like myself and not not everybody listening or watching, but I'm very self-aware and I'm like, okay, why do I feel like this? And I start going down. Self-awareness club. (laughs) Yeah. Like I just keep really going down, but it's like, do you know, I mean, can you coach yourself or is it like you need, do you need a guide? Cause it's like, once again, I've watched a handful of your videos on YouTube about like money manifestation and like all this stuff. And it's like, wait a minute, am I doing this right? So it's like, I guess I think I just answered my own question. You could do it, but. Yeah. So <clears throat> I, I've gotten to the point where like I can walk myself through things because people like to think like, oh, you're a manifestation coach and you're a manifesting expert. So like nothing bad ever happens to you or like you always get what you want, like right away it happens in thin air, but that's not what it is at all. Like I still have life happen to me. I still have circumstances dealt my way. Like I'll get like, I had a flood the other day at my house. Like, but the thing is, I'm so confident in my abilities. I am so confident with what I know to be true. I'm so confident in this level of abundance that I know that more than enough resources are available to me and I don't have to like worry that I'm not triggered by anything. It's sort of this hard thing to explain, but it's like this emotional regulation where a circumstance doesn't get to dictate future things. The circumstance doesn't get to dictate what I believe to be true. That little flood in my house is not going to make me spiral out of control and be like, oh no, like how much is that going to cost? Oh no, money, like, oh no, this, like, no, it, it, it was what happened. And like how I approach things moving forward is up to me. I know for sure that everything always works out for me in the best possible way. That's one of my core beliefs. And if nothing else, I, I encourage you to play around with this. Everything always works out for me in the best possible way. Because then when things happen, life happens things get thrown your way. You're not derailed by it because it doesn't matter. You get to choose what's next. You get to choose your reaction and then how 
future things are going to move forward. Do you see what I'm saying? Like your circumstances don't dictate what happens next. But what was your first reaction when that flood was happening? <laughs> so I looked at it. At first I was like, what is that? And then I realized what it was. And I was like, okay. So I was like, I just immediately jumped into action. I'm like, okay, need to find a plumber. Now I need to move this stuff out of the way. Like I just moved into action. I was like, what's next? Like, it's fine. Not didn't derail me, not a big deal. Like everything's fixable. Um, everything's replaceable. I'm not deeply attached to anything where it could shake me like that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's 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 kind of detaching from what's happening in the present. Like if something you're not liking, like it's detaching from that and knowing that you have the power to shift within and dictate what happens next. Because if you're triggered by everything happening in your life, you're just going to keep living from circumstance. Yeah. And how do you get that to stop? I mean, I mean, even though, I mean, we're all it's human. It's constant I'm... evaluation. It's like, I mean, when things happen to me too, I look at, I look at my reaction. I'm like, why, what's making me upset about this? What's triggering me about this? Like, can I see this differently? I choose to see this differently. This is how I'd like to move forward. God, angels, universe, whatever you believe in, show me what I need to do. Show me what's my part. Show me the next steps. I'm willing to do my part. And I let the doors be open for me. Um, it's really funny. There was this video that I really wish I saved. I think it was like one of those like meme type videos. And it was that Mr. Bean character and he's walking, reading a magazine on the top of a roof and he's walking and he's about to go off the ledge. And all of a sudden a bus pulls up and he steps onto the bus and like another car pulls up and he steps on the car. And like, he literally just walked off a building and is reading and like all these things just keep showing up to support him. And that's the way I like to explain manifestation. Like you don't have to know what's on the other side of that roof. You don't have to know what the next steps are, how it's all going to play out to just kind of be certain that be certain of the outcome and then watch how it all plays out. Like when you're certain of the outcome, I think it's um from A Course in Miracles. There's a quote that says, those who are certain of the outcome can afford to wait and wait without, uh, wait without fear or something like that. Like not be worried because if you're certain of the outcome, you don't need to worry about how it's all going to play out. That's crazy. Yeah, ah, man, that is good. Cause I know, and that's the thing I even try to do that myself. When you just we get all do. It's up. human nature. I still have moments where I'm like, okay, I want this, but like, how, like, how is that ever going to work out? Like how? And then I let go and I'm like, I don't care how, um, another favorite affirmation is I don't know how or when, but I know that it will. Like, I don't need to know how, when it's going to show up. If I am so certain of it internally, it's the law of assumption. Whatever you assume to be true is true. And what other affirmations are, uh, are are popular with you or just you personally that you say to yourself? Oh, so like I said, everything always works out for me in the best possible way. The thing is like with affirmations, you really have to connect with them. So that's when I connect with. And like anytime something's thrown my way, I don't have to worry because I know it all works itself out. Like it's not up to me to like figure out the details and me worrying about the details isn't going to fix anything. So instead I shift into confidence that it always works out for me. And it does. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> I know it sounds like very whatever, but it's true. Like I encourage you to adopt that core belief for you and watch how your life starts to change too. Um, but yeah, everything always works out for me in the best possible way. I don't know how or when, but I know that it will. Um, those are two of my favorites. Um, one of the ones that I adopted a couple of years ago was really triggering for some people because I think they felt some type of way. And when something triggers you, notice that, notice what within you doesn't believe that's possible for you too. Um, but it's, I always get what I want or better. And I know people are like, well, you always get what you want. Like that's selfish, but no, I think that 
I think that the desires in your heart are all kind of leading you towards your greater purpose or you wouldn't want them. That's why I always focus on the essence of what you want versus what it actually is. But when you lean into, I always get what I want or better, it doesn't matter if it's not the exact thing you wanted, it'll still be better. And if you always believe that you get what you want, then that's what you will start to experience. And when you say people were feeling some type of way, like, were you just getting comments? DMs, oh my God, I was emails? getting people like, oh, self-absorbed. You always get what you want. Like, I think someone called me a brat. I was like, good, I'm not triggered You're like, by good one, things. Karen. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm not triggered. I'm not triggered by what people think of me because like I said, like, I'm in charge of my reality. You're in charge of your reality. Um, if you want to keep living in circumstances that you don't like, that's completely up to you. And oh, like you said, another... Um, really popular question I get all the time is, uh, can I manifest for somebody else? I get this at least once a day, if not like 15 times a day. And my answer is, why would you want to? Like, I get wanting the best for people. I get, you know, wanting to support people. I get wanting the best outcome for people you love. Totally get that. But when people are trying to manifest a specific person, this is a really unpopular opinion because there's all these other law of attraction people who are like, okay, you chant this and you get this, and this is how you manifest a, a specific person. <clears throat> I, on the other hand, I'm like, why would you want to? They have their own free will. They have their own wants, hopes, goals, dreams. What if it doesn't fit with yours? Or like, what if it's not you? <clears throat> I gave the example the other day and I said, like when it comes to Brad Pitt, like what if I was like, I only want Brad Pitt I'm going to manifest Brad Pitt. Like, and I mean, like, do I believe that's possible? Like, I mean, maybe like, who knows, but it's not the fact that like he has his own wants, goals, dreams, his own thing. He's in his lane. I'm in my lane. Unless it wasn't like a mutual thing that we were both putting out the same energy of, you know, wanting the same things, um, lining up kind of energetically, like both kind of being, you know, wanting the same things like, yeah, it could happen. But I don't like to manifest against people's will. Like, how do you know that you're the best fit for that person? You don't know what you don't know. How do you know there's not someone better? Like, I, it's one of the things like stay in your own lane when it comes to manifesting. Stop trying to manifest and control other people's lives and instead stay in your lane. This is your human experience. Let them have theirs. You can hold like the space for their best possible outcome, but like, I don't agree in like manifesting for someone. Yeah. And I'm sure there's other unpopular opinions out there. So what is another, what is another unpopular opinion in the manifesting space? In the manifesting space, I would say, let me think. Yeah. One that you have. So yeah, manifesting a specific person's a big one. Um, Oh, that people feel like wanting certain things makes, makes them selfish. Um, like there's this, who am I complex? Like, who am I to have a million dollars? And like, what would I even do with it? Um, but manifesting is not selfish. If you figure out the essence of what you want, like I, like I always go back to what's the essence behind why you want this thing, what would it provide for you and how would it work in your life to make your life and other people's lives around you better? Um, I don't believe that anything's selfish. I believe that the desires in your heart were meant to be there and it's all leading you forward towards what you're meant to have. Yeah. And when did, like I said, I could get, we could keep going down this rabbit hole. I just want to shift just a little bit into like the business aspect as well. Like when did you know, or when did you 
Yeah. When did you know? I can't talk either. When did you, (laughs) when did you know that you wanted to turn this into a business? So it was funny. The way it all started for me was, um, I'm one of those people throughout my whole life that people always like to tell me their problems and get advice. Like it's just, that's always been a natural thing ever since I was little, like people tell me stuff and then like, I'm kind of the advice giver. Mm. It's always been like that. Um, and then after I started studying and practicing the law of attraction, I remember sharing with like a couple of friends, like, Hey, I think this is actually kind of like less woo. And I think that this happens. And I think that it's more science-based and like, I was reading into quantum physics. I was reading into brain science and I was kind of like sharing things with friends. And I'm like, like, yeah, that really makes sense. And from there, um, I got this weird. So like a long time ago, I, I realized that I used to actually be in acting like years and years and years ago. Um, I like to be in front of people. I like that kind of energy. Like I just like being in front of people. And um, <clears throat> I remember I wanted to make a YouTube video. And I remember feeling so nervous because the topic I wanted to talk about was manifesting the law of attraction and all of these things I've learned through brain science, quantum physics, all of that. And I remember uploading my first video and being like terrified of how people were going to receive it. They're going to like, they're going to think I'm crazy. Um, And I released that video and I got certifications. And from there, I started coaching people lots of one-on-one, um, that client list built up. I'm actually booked up through my, my one-on-one coaching is like very limited. I only take on a few clients, um, because I like to give them a lot of one-on-one attention, but my one-on-one coaching is booked up through like, I think the end of 2024 at this point. Um, Dang, go it you. just kind of spiraled. Yeah. It just kind of spiraled out of control, which is why now I'm starting to do more like group coaching, digital courses, things like that. So that I can reach more people and share what I know. Um, because, what I teach, I've seen it in action. Like it's not me building myself up. I've, I've seen it in action of how many lives can be transformed with the knowledge that I have to share. And um, there's just so much missing out there that I feel like I really tapped into. And I just love seeing the transformation when it really clicks for people. Do you have one transformation that just stands out amongst all the people that you've coached in your career? I'm trying to think. Um I had one person who, uh, I remember when I spoke with them, this was before I was even paid to do coaching, but I had one person who had sent me an email one day and she was like, I have like $0. Like I have a family. I like, I don't know what to do. Like, I remember she was just like very panicked because they were down to like nothing. Um, I think she was actually about to get like evicted too. And so I like shared with her. We, we dove through like a ton of steps that I actually teach inside a lot of my programs now, but throughout the course of like maybe five or six emails and like a quick phone call, there were like a random check had shown up in the mail. Like things started building on themselves. Her husband's job eventually gave him like this bonus and it kind of saved them from the spiral out of control that she was going into because she was kind of letting um, everything going on kind of pull them deeper and deeper and deeper instead of finding a solution, which was actually shown, like which showed up in so many different unexpected ways. So that was one of my favorite ones, I think. And I'm, and I'm just curious, cause I wonder, do you think it's, I don't believe in coincidences anymore, but I have noticed if I were to believe in coincidences, like stuff like that happens when I don't know if it's just the energy that we put out because think of that girl. She was, I mean, 
I mean, this is like her last ditch effort. She's being a dire, yeah. So I can imagine the energy around her, her family. And then all of a sudden, you know, you help her. It's just like, I I don't know if it's like a supercharged, like, I don't know. Well, you know that um, there's that like quote, I think it's like when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Like, I believe in that. I don't believe in coincidence either. I believe that like everything happens for a reason. And I think that even the people that come into your life, I think that it all is connected. I feel like everyone is kind of a teacher in your life. Like even just us being on this call, like there was a reason for this call. Um, Both of us were meant to experience this. There's going to be a lesson in this for both of us, whether it's small or big, like whether if it's like, oh, my microphone didn't work and you're going to teach me something about my microphone. Like who knows? Mm. Like there's just always a reason for everything. Like it's always leading you towards something else. There's a reason like everyone comes into your life as a teacher for some purpose. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that that should be. So you say that should be on a bumper sticker or something. It's like every you know? a really long bumper sticker. Yeah, it'd be really long. But we could we could use Chad GBT or something to get that. Yeah. Get that get that cut down. But uh, but you, I know you said you were you know used to dabble into acting and everything like that, which I guess because you're very good on camera. You're I've seen your YouTube channel and it has been. Thank you. It has been growing because when I first reached out to you, I think you were at. I want to say like 250, maybe to 280 K. And then I went the other day and you're well over 300. And I was like, Oh shoot. She has been it's busy. Funny like, what's funny is that like, I never, it's funny. I look at the analytics to like, make sure like everything is growing correctly, but like, I never look at the subscriber count for some reason. And it's usually my mom who's like, Hey, did you see? Like, <laughs> like the big milestone I remember was a hundred thousand because they send you like the plaque. Um, but other than that, like I don't really pay attention to that part. Like I look at the other stuff, but I never look at the subscriber count. And I know, and I talk about this with my clients as well is the vanity, vanity metrics versus the value, or yeah. you want to focus on the value versus the vanity metrics. Cause you and you hear our mentor, James Wedmore talk about it all the time. You could have 20 million subscribers, but you can't sell 30 t-shirts, right? You can't, I tell that to people all the time. Like, Oh my God, I got, I got so many downloads on my podcast or I got so many, you know, views on my video. I'm like, okay, well, how many of those converted to your lead magnet? Hold on, let me check. Click, 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 none. Like it's good and it feels good. It pushes you in that right direction. But I think, and I think that's happening a lot more now, but I think a lot of people, especially who are just starting, just get tricked tripped up. And a the funny bit thing the, is like, yeah. what I've noticed is like, I, I will not make a video just to make a video. Like, I feel like people make like, so I know people who make like three videos per week because they have to like, think they have to make a video. Like I try and stick to a schedule of one a week, but if I have nothing to make a video about, I'm not going to make a video because I don't want to just create filler content. Like I like to create meaningful content. Um, I turn down, like, I would say 90% of the people who want to sponsor videos, like I turn away like 90% of them. Cause I'm like, I'm not going to share something that I don't believe in with people that trust me and consume my content. Like it means a lot to me. Like the community that I've built means the world to me. And I would never jeopardize that, like trying to push a 
lotion or a vitamin or something that they like want me to promote. Like never, ever, no. Yeah, I could see you being in like this huge, you know, like this, uh, like what mantra or uh, affirmation, yeah. mid affirmation, be like, this is Try this to your Jergens body. lotion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like it would totally kind of like throw that through a loop, but I, yeah. I see it all the time too. And you know, I, I sometimes YouTubers or people who I don't consider you you. I don't, I'm not a YouTuber or a podcaster. I'm a business owner. Same with yeah. you, but it's like, I make like, oh. videos. I'm on YouTube, but I wouldn't say like, when people ask me what I do, I'm not like, I'm a YouTuber. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's just like, no, I don't feel cool enough to be a YouTuber. I feel like the people who are like the cool YouTubers do like travel vlogs and mm -hmm. like my nieces and nephew are like, what do you do on YouTube? <laughs> yeah. But it's like they get, everyone gets caught up in the whole like vanity metrics thing and like sponsorships and things like that. And then got, you know, God forbid you start selling courses. They're like, you're just another course. Yeah. So it's like, what do you, what do you, okay. Then you, are you going to donate money to me every month? Cause it's like yeah. this camera, these lights, this laptop, yeah. these monitors, my time, my expertise. It's like, I don't understand well, why, uh, I don't understand why people get, so I get it from a standpoint cause it's just being, it's everywhere. Yeah. Everyone's got a course now, but it's like, if you, only understood it's like it especially if a course is whether it's 147 yeah. 997 15 grand you know how much college costs i know what's well, so, okay that brings up a good point you said what's like another controversial thing that i get a lot and people are like why do i have to pay you for like for my courses like why do i have to pay you to like teach me this information i'm like because i'm teaching you information that i've i've probably invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in that I've spent years of my life learning to do so that I can teach you how to do this quickly. And I, I basically did all the work for you and I'm, I put it together. Um, I spent hours of my time uploading the videos, creating the videos. I have a team, you know, like it's to support you taking the shortcut of what I've spent years and thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars learning. You know what I mean? Like, Oh Yeah. <laughs> And, and another famous quote by our mentor, James Wedmore is people who don't pay, don't pay attention. Don't pay, yeah. Yep. Because I have, I, I think one of my, my free workbooks that I have, I pride myself in my free workbook. I didn't just make a workbook to make a workbook. Like I think, I mean, at this point, like I want to say almost a hundred thousand people have downloaded this workbook and I can't tell you how many emails I get saying like, I can't believe that was free. Like that was life-changing or that helped me uncover this or that helped me uncover this. Like, it's not that I don't want to give away content for free. I do it all the time. Like I make new videos every week. I share new meditations all the time. It's not that I don't want to give away content for free, but I find that oftentimes if something is free, like James said, you're not going to actually work to apply the content and you're going to be like, oh, it didn't work. Like you have to, like what you invest in is where your focus is going to be on. Yep. You got to have skin in the game or else yeah. it's just like, Ah, I'll do it later. I think James says there's no transformation without the transaction. <laughs> that's a good one too. He's I full. I think that's what he says. If not, yeah, I think I just he's made that full. Up. I don't know. I struggle to come up with like metaphors and synonyms. And I've listened to podcasts yeah. where he is just like, I mean, he's on his 20th one and you're like, he's got I like a book of like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, uh, and if you haven't checked him out, James Wedmore, you definitely have to check him out as well. Um, but I know you said you're in, um, we're talking about courses and selling yeah. things online. I know you're in the middle of a launch right now. Uh, yeah. what, like, what does that 
look like for uh, people who are interested in potentially working with you in the future? Yeah, so right now I'm in the uh, middle of my launch of my signature program called Abundance Academy. And basically this program is all around rewiring your neural pathways in your brain so you can actually start to manifest on autopilot. I know that sounds like a lot, but basically it's a, pro- a course on subconscious programming. All the things that I talked about kind of when, when we were talking about it, Um, because your subconscious programming runs 95% of your life. And it's probably the single most important element of manifestation. So um, I have a whole program on it. Uh, There's eight modules inside. And actually this round, I'm really excited because I just got trained in a new modality called rapid resolution therapy. Um, It's kind of like new and upcoming. People are raving about it, but basically people are clearing like years and years of trauma and blocks within one session. So I just got trained in this and I'm so excited because I've experienced results from this and I can't wait to teach it. And so for this round, I'm doing a live call where I'm going to be clearing blocks using rapid resolution therapy for all the members inside. And I I like can't wait to hear people's reactions to it. So I'm always adding to the program. Like I said, like I think I tend to over deliver. Like I, I, I want to see your transformation just as much as you want to experience it. So I really put my all into like every time something new comes up, I'm adding modules on and I'm adding things. So it kind of continues to grow and evolve. And if people want to check this out, I know you have free resources, free resources as well. Where can they find that stuff? So if you want to see kind of my teaching style, if you want to learn more about me, I always say go to my YouTube channel. Um, You can go to youtube.com slash MaryKate88, or you could just search like MaryKate Meditation in YouTube and it'll pop up for you. Um, I also have a website, mkmagicmindset.com. I'm also on Instagram and TikTok at mkmagicmindset. My TikTok is, I don't know, I'm trying to figure it out, (laughs) but I'm on there. So yeah. Yeah. And whether you're watching on YouTube or you're listening, I'll link all of her stuff uh, down in the description below. And uh, last question, what, regardless, I know you create a lot on YouTube. If you had to create one last video, like YouTube came to you or just anything, it's like, listen, this is your last one. The subs don't matter. The views don't matter. You could do it on manifest. It doesn't matter what it was. It doesn't necessarily have to be about manifesting or mindset, but what would it, what piece of content would you create and why? I think it's a good question. I think I would want to make a video on like, I want to like, it would be subconscious programming based and the fact of like a, like a, a wake up, like a nice little gentle, like shift of like, wake up. Like you have, your life is meant to be good. You are meant to do the things you want to do. And literally nothing is stopping you except yourself. Like something having to do of let, letting go of that people pleasing syndrome, kind of like creating that line in my head, letting go of the people pleasing syndrome kind of turning away from what society conditions you and the path that you think you have to follow and instead trusting your instincts and intuition because you know far more than you think you do. You're actually hardwired with it. Um, So yeah, I think it would be like along the lines of that. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. And actually I have a last question to the last question. I mean, I know this is your first (laughs) podcast, but I think you did awesome. Except the coughing from this cold. (laughs) You're it's totally, once again, it's totally fine. But when are you going to start a podcast? Or excuse me, why haven't you started a podcast yet? 
truly because I have no idea how. Um, I, I also just like, I like video because I feel like even though I'm not seeing other people, I feel like it's more personal. That's my own personal thing. Um, I hadn't ruled out a podcast. In fact, like I've looked into it, but I just, right now, like I just, I just like making video. Like it's just, I feel like for people, especially in like the personal development fields, I feel like for people to really understand and trust you, I feel like they need to see you. Um, I know that's not necessarily true for everyone, but I feel like I create connection through people, you know, seeing my energy, hearing me talk, like seeing the way I present. Um, I feel like that kind of translates differently. No, and um, I've heard Gary V talk about it a lot. It's like, I, but I, I'm just curious because like, I, I think you could do really well, but if it makes sense and it's kind of like, if it's not broke, then don't fix it type thing. I know. I think if anything, I would just repurpose my videos and make them into podcasts. Yeah. I've yeah, had and- people ask me, they're like, are you, do you have a podcast? And I'm like, no, should I? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, it's like I said, it's definitely a different uh, skill set and stuff. But once again, it's just tough because like if like I'm putting trying to put myself in your position and what's working is working for you to just like do that. I mean, it it just I don't know. It has like you said with your videos, it has to make sense for you. But I, I know Gary V sometimes talks about it. He's like, well, if you really want to do a a blog, but you're doing video, well, you're going to hate video. It's like, you don't have to do video. Same yeah. thing. It's like, you don't have to do a podcast, but I, I was just curious. Yeah. I might start one now. <laughs> yeah. Right. Awesome. Well, Mary Kate, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate thank you for having it. Me. Absolutely. And I'll link everything down below. Perfect. Thank you.